You're listening to Policy Currents, a weekly podcast from the RAND Corporation. I'm Deanna Lee. And I'm Evan Banks. Every Friday, we bring you new insights from RAND's latest research and commentary. It's January 31st. When students experience challenges outside the classroom, such as poverty, trauma, or poor health care, it can inhibit their ability to learn. One approach to support kids who face these issues is to develop community schools, schools that team up with public and nonprofit agencies to become service hubs for students and families. New York City is implementing the country's largest community schools initiative. After studying this program over a three-year period, RAND experts found positive effects on many outcomes. For example, the researchers saw student attendance increase in elementary, middle, and high schools across all three years they studied. There was a decrease in disciplinary incidents among elementary and middle school students. And there were also positive effects in the areas of on-time grade progression, that is, whether students advance to the next grade when expected, and high school graduation rates. However, there were some notable areas that didn't show significant signs of improvement including reading achievement among elementary students. But overall, the results out of New York City show promise for community schools, which are expanding across the U.S. as a way to help students in disadvantaged communities. The findings from this study offer valuable insights for other school districts and communities looking to start similar programs. The U.K. finally leaves the European Union tonight, more than three years after a 2016 Brexit referendum. The UK's departure from the EU has already generated a great deal of economic uncertainty, but a new RAND study finds that that uncertainty may continue for years to come. This is because there still isn't a comprehensive permanent agreement between the UK and the EU, which affects trade as well as direct investment flowing into the UK. The authors of this study used economic modeling to determine just how costly the uncertainty caused by Brexit could be. They found that the UK GDP could be cut by 4.4 billion pounds by the end of 2020. The UK may also have to borrow more during this time period. That would amount to another 1.3 billion pounds lost. Finally, because these costs increase over time, by 2025, the UK GDP could decrease by 11 billion pounds, with extra borrowing costs of 3 billion. These findings suggest that Britain's official exit may only mark the beginning of a new chapter of uncertainty. The country will need to define and resolve its long-term relationship with the EU in yet another phase of Brexit negotiations. The coronavirus continues to spread quickly. At the time we're recording this, there are nearly 10,000 confirmed cases and more than 200 people dead. Just yesterday, the World Health Organization declared the outbreak a global health emergency. In China, the epicenter of the crisis, nearly 2,000 new cases were recorded in the past 24 hours. Cases of coronavirus in China now outnumber infections in the country during the entire SARS outbreak of 2002. According to RAND's Jennifer Bowie, an epidemiologist, there are many similarities between these two epidemics but the trajectory of the coronavirus could still be very different than that of SARS, she says. It's unclear what will happen next, 
but Bui calls the coronavirus the most serious test of the Chinese government's epidemic surveillance and response system since it was enhanced after the SARS outbreak. And as the battle to contain this epidemic continues, it highlights the importance of prioritizing global health research and collaboration among scientists all over the world. Bui is scheduled to testify about the coronavirus before a House Foreign Affairs subcommittee next Wednesday. So we expect to have more insights from her in next week's episode. Healthcare payments in the U.S. may be even more regressive than you thought. A new Rand study finds that American households in the bottom fifth of income groups pay an average of about 34 percent of their income toward healthcare. That's compared with families in the highest income group, which spend only 16 percent. Here's lead author Catherine Carmen explaining why these findings are so timely. Research into healthcare costs is so important right now for a couple of reasons. First, there's a lot of discussion in the、uh, political environment right now about reforms such as Medicare for all. As we think about a reform that would have such a dramatic change on how we finance healthcare in America, it's important to understand what the current situation looks like. How much are people paying right now to support healthcare?、Uh, if we don't understand that, it's really hard to understand how a complete reform would change things. Second, I think this paper is really important right now because we find that there's a particularly large burden that is imposed on the lowest income households in. In the United States, you can find a video about Carmen's research and read more about her study at Rand.org. Up until now, deterrence has involved humans trying to dissuade other humans from taking certain actions. But what happens when machines are the ones doing at least some of the thinking and the deciding? That's the central question of a new Rand report. The findings from this study come, in part, from a war game that played out a future scenario in which several countries with artificial intelligence and autonomous systems confront one another. A key insight from this game was that the speed of machine decision making led to inadvertent escalation. What's more, the researchers found that artificial intelligence will likely be worse at understanding the human signals involved in deterrence. And ultimately, widespread AI could be destabilizing. The authors also write that current planning efforts haven't kept pace with how to handle these consequences. That means that it's essential for decision makers to start thinking about these issues before these grim predictions become a reality. Rand is a nonprofit institution that helps improve policy and decision making through research and analysis. For more on what we covered this week, check the show notes at rand.org/podcast. See you next week.